Good morning. Happy Thursday, guys, or whatever day you're tuning in to listen to this. Happy day to you. Hope you guys are doing great. I have a special guest today, none other than Grant Ziok. He is a personal coach and speaker who helps hundreds of individuals and businesses realize and fulfill their highest potentials. A fun fact about Grant, he played for Ohio State as a linebacker back in 2009 and worked as a bartender for years. You can find him on Instagram at Grant Ziok. That is G-R-A-N-T-D-Z-I-A-K, where you can find him inspiring everyone daily with his morning grant, where he talks about relevant experiences and sheds light on the inner workings we may be blind to as human beings. So without further ado, here we go. What is up, everyone? Happy Thursday. Today, I have a very special guest that is going to be joining me to talk about just some weird fitness stuff that's out there, some funny myths that's been around for a while, old school thinking um, just about the gym and nutrition and different things, and he's going to help us to just debunk them and talk about them um, as it really is. And I'm super duper excited because uh, I just am so super honored to even know this person. And some of you out there, I'm sure most of you, if you follow me, you've seen um, him in some of my posts, my stories, my pictures. He is none other than Grant Ziok. And oh my gosh, he is joining right now. So, hey, there he is. Yeah. Yo. What is up, man? Dude, it's going good. I'm just trying to get ready for Christmas nearly as hard as you do. Yeah. Dude, I've been ready since like November 5th. (laughs) Of last year. Of last year. Yeah, I just decided I'm not going to take my Christmas trees down. I only have four, so. (laughs) That's how we feel out here. We 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 went for a walk this morning and like seeing all the the Christmas lights up and it's like 80 degrees out and we're walking around and it's like, it feels like it's the middle of summer. Like I feel like I live in a white trash neighborhood because I'm sweating my ass off while I'm walking and I see Christmas lights everywhere. I'm like, this is podunk country. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, in Texas, like, how cold does it get during your winter? The depths of mm, your winter? Mm, nah, not very. I mean, uh, last last year we had that big freeze where it got down to, like, 9 degrees and we had some snow. But other than that, this is – yesterday was actually two years ago that we moved here. Oh, so wow. this will only be – this will be my third full winter here. And usually it's, like, it's really cool. You experience a little bit of everything because you wake up in the morning and it's, like, I don't know, at 5 a.m. it's – 30 degrees outside you can see your breath and by noon it's 75 80 degrees so you get us experience the full spectrum yeah yeah oh my gosh okay so first of all i just want to say i'm super honored and so grateful that you're here joining me and that i get to ask you some questions and just get to hear you talk about some topics that i know you get super fired up and super passionate about <laughs> um <laughs> so I'm, I'm just i'm so excited and again i'm just i want to extend my gratitude thank you so much for coming on Dude, absolutely. Like, my pleasure. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, so I have just a couple of some of the things I've heard over the years in the fitness industry, um, and they're just kind of things I used to believe, but also things that I've come to realize that are just fucking bullshit. And, um, and then some other things that... Nine, nine, 99% of it? Yeah, um, so all of it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Okay, so the first one that I want to talk about is lifting weights makes you bulky 
and especially as a woman, if you know you lift weights, <laughs> you're gonna get don't get too big, right? I've been told that. Oh, don't get too big. What do you have to say about that? Go tell that to a 21 year old man in the gym who's so insecure, and he's like, God, I'm doing absolutely everything I can to gain weight. All I want to do is gain muscle. This yeah. is the hardest thing ever. And then women are like, I'm very afraid to become. Um, like look mannish like I don't want to look too manly and masculine but here's the thing you're not going to pick up a dumbbell and all of a sudden you're going to you know have 200 pounds of lean muscle on your body um and it's it's based around everything's based around appearance like at the end of the day people are like I just want to feel confident I mean the majority of people unless you're going for some extreme physique but it's like I just want to feel confident in what I do I want to feel confident like wake it up and put on clothes and I don't want to feel like I have to like hide my body so that's what you're actually going for and it's through all the conditioning of, of magazines and culture. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's, it's so strange to say that with social media now, it's like there's so much more misinformation, but there's also so much more good information. There's so much more of the ability to call things out and people have access to, if they, if they really want to find it, they can find it. You can find everything you want as a confirmation bias to be like, oh, someone said the keto diet's amazing. Well, yeah, so if you only go look at how beneficial it is, that's yeah. what you're going to find. But if you dive in on it and, and you really, really want to have an unbiased approach to it, you can find all the information on any diet, any nutrition out there that, that is going to be the truth. It's just yeah. we have to be willing to detach from the conditionings we've had our entire lives uh, about eat less, be tinier, just be small. That's where your significance comes from. Yeah. Because it's so ironic because I think, I think women, how you said women especially, it's like they, they have this picturesque idea of like a Victoria's Secret model, like and there's plenty of women that are like fuck that but yeah for the large part that's where it is it's like i just want to feel good in a bikini yeah. and it's like what, what they don't realize men tend to be leaner than women as a whole but right. that's because uh, as a whole your your metab- men's metabolisms run that much more uh, efficiently because men tend to have higher levels of lean muscle tissue the more lean muscle mass you have yeah. the more efficient your metabolism runs because we have higher levels of testosterone, testosterone being the number one building block for that. So, like, it's, it's kind of stacked against women to begin with. Right. It's stacked against humans in general. Like, you have to make yourself pretty uncomfortable to actually grow and put on muscle tissue. <laughs> uh, but I guess long answer, kind of condensed down to a short again, is like, dude, you're going to have to live for a very, very long time, very yeah. consistently, uh, nourish your body properly to all of a sudden get this, like, masculine physique and uh, you're probably not going to be able to achieve that without some enhancements right yeah for sure so okay (laughs) I love that and so that's going to kind of go into the next one here supplements how do you feel about supplements and and I already know how you feel but let's just hear a little snippet about how you feel about supplements and if you were to choose a supplement to take what would it be and why okay uh so if I were to choose a supplement, let's go with that one first. If I were to choose any, just one supplement I could ever have, it'd be creatine monohydrate. Okay. Uh, just uh, being one of the most widely, and I think I personally have like an attachment to that because I, I was in literally in eighth grade when creatine, or seventh grade, it was the summer going into eighth grade, when creatine became this big thing. It was because NFL players, there's two NFL players who passed away that summer. Uh, and they said it was from heart attacks and they made a direct link to creatine. And then I remember like, I was in junior high, getting into high school, and I was a, I was a bigger kid. Like, I mean, I was training at the age of 14. So it's 
evidence of them yet, and just mm-hmm. everyone being like, "Oh, creatine is a steroid," and being like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" And now, and now it's, it's, I mean, it's hands down one of the most, the most highly researched supplements out there. Right. Uh, just the brain cognition that it helps with, just everything in general. Like, I, I think men, women, children, one hundred percent benefit from it. Outside of that, <laughs> uh, my opinion on supplements are. It's like people will have a side hustle as a job. Like, and they'll be like, yeah. it's for supplemental income. Right. They don't abandon their full-time job and go to their supplemental income and expect that to pay for all of their lifestyle and everything they have going on. Yeah. But when we actually use supplements, we'll do this shit where we're like, man, as long as I'm taking supplements, I'm healthy. I mean, I used to do the thing where you like eat a large pizza and you take a drink of protein shake. You're like, it's basically a nutritious meal because I had a protein <laughs> shake in addition to it. Um, or if you're eating a protein bar, like there, there 100% is something about it. But think about all the marketing you see. Like that's why you walk, you walk into a gas station in the middle of nowhere and you see these bars that talk about this much protein and mm-hmm. this much of this, low calorie, low sugar, whatever it is. It's all just like buzzwords that makes you go like, oh my God, that's going to be healthy. I'm sorry, but right. do you really think something that was packaged and put on a shelf that was meant to be there for three years is really that good for you like there's other stuff going on with it as far as supplements go i had a really mind-blowing experience when i did a business endeavor a few years ago and we had to find a manufacturer out of canada because there was no one within the continental u.s that could manufacture and get us what we needed in time and then it coming from canada we had to go through all these things Mm -hmm. all this work with the fda to make sure it worked uh, to be able to cross the border when we did that, finding out that the FDA does not care about the ingredients, they care about the labeling, they care about the font size, the spacing, the way mm-hmm. the lines are, like the layout of it, the graphic. They don't care about the actual contents within it. So I could put crack in a pre-workout and you might have the most intense workout. You're like, oh my God, but eventually <laughs> you're not gonna be feeling that great. And there's plenty of supplement companies out there, none that I'm gonna need to mention. That'll put some fucked up stuff. Yeah. supplements to sit to, to make more money to have a higher profit margin at the end of the day that's what it's all about so you'll go and you'll buy a, a tub of protein for 50 bucks that it cost a dollar 50 to make yeah. you'll do that over and over and over and because you have that you then have the stimulus of uh thinking that's what's gonna like make you get your results but because you have that fat burner that pre-workout that protein powder in your cupboard you're like man i'm gonna give more effort and because of that you go to the gym more often that's what's actually giving you results. But what happens is you get some results and you attribute it to your supplements. So right. as soon as those supplements run out, you're like, oh my God. Oh my I'm God. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get fat again. I'm going to gain all this back. I'm going to lose everything I've worked for if right. I don't have that in my cupboard all the time. Yeah. So long story short, I, I, I don't appreciate supplements that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That that totally makes sense. And I used to be I used to be totally against supplements and then I went through a phase where I used supplements and it was during competition training where I like had no energy. I had like barely any calories coming in. So it was like my coach is like, Here, do this, do this, take this, you know, all this zero calorie shit and then, you know, artificial sweeteners and all this stuff. And then I started like, Oh, I can actually get through my workout now. So I started like, supplements are good. But again, like you said, I mean, it's really not. Like it's kind of this mental thing. Um, some are, some, and some are. So, like, I'm not saying all supplements are inherently bad. There are right. definitely benefits to them. Like, for example, I I eat 300 grams of protein a day. That's really hard to get just from food. Yeah, uh, it's a lot so, of chicken. Like, <laughs> just, 
Yeah, to be, to be able to throw down two protein shakes throughout the day and hit an additional 100 grams of protein that day, that's amazing for me. Yeah. But I don't want to get all of it from that. And I want to always shoot to get as much of my nutrition from like whole food sources oh. I possibly get. Your body can literally digest it that much easier. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so since we're on the topic of food, some of the things that I've heard and believed and been conditioned to believe are carbs are bad, fat makes you fat. <laughs> Let's talk about that. So it's because there's no breakdown in between uh, the term fat and like visceral fat on your body mm-hmm. and the term diet, dietary fat. People hear that. I Dude, I was afraid of that growing up. I'm like fat, like there's a hype. There's, yeah, yeah, of course I want a low fat diet. I don't want to right. be fat. Yeah. And then uh, the whole thing with carbs, carbs are, it's, it's so funny to me because like, so I did the keto diet. I did the, mm-hmm. my idea of the keto diet and I think it was 2014 uh, and I lost like 75 pounds. It wasn't wow. right though. It wasn't like, it wasn't legit. Like I didn't actually know exactly how to do it. Somebody just told me the principles of it. And yeah. uh, I, I, I mean, I changed so much though. It wasn't, it wasn't because of the keto diet. It's because mm-hmm. I was eating fewer, so many fewer calories. I trained, I changed my training. The biggest thing, I quit drinking alcohol. I worked at a bar and restaurant and I was drinking like a bottle of Crown, a shift without even realizing it, just taking shots like, well, guests are buying them for you. Yeah. You process it, you metabolize it, you drive home, you get home five or six hours later. You don't even register that I'm drinking that much. Yeah. Dude, I cut that out. So much happened for me, but I attributed it to, to keto. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but what happened was is I, I stuck with it because the very first thing that happened is, oh, oh my God, look at how much weight I lost. I stepped on the scale. I'm like, look at how much weight I lost. It's only been like three days. <laughs> Well, the, yes. keto, the keto diet is essentially eliminating starch, starchy carbohydrates. Right. Starch carbohydrates retain water in your body. Exactly. So if you drink a gallon of water today, a gallon of water weighs 13 pounds. So if you're, if you're, it's like carbs aren't bad for you, but it's like having a sponge in your body. It's going to absorb all the water. Right. Your body's made up of water. There's nothing bad about having water in your body. If anything, I experienced more injuries when I cut carbs out of my diet. It's because it's that much harder to stay hydrated all the time. Right. So I didn't have this sponge holding this water. So I drink water and just pee it out. It's so much different than I used to. And I go, oh my God, look at how much weight I'm losing. This is a fucking magic diet. I should totally do this. And what happens? You can start getting so addicted to watching that scale number go down all the time. It's like, oh my God, look at this, look at this. And what you don't realize is like you cut carbs out. And I think this is what the biggest problem with the keto diet in general is. People experience the sensation of weight loss and they mm-hmm. see a, a lower number on the scale, they get addicted to that and they want to just keep it, making it lower and lower and lower and lower. Yeah. And they don't realize, let's say an average person, let's just say on average eats 200 grams of carbs a day, that every gram of carb is worth four calories. That's 800 calories that you're cutting out of your diet a day. To lose mm-hmm. one pound of body fat per week is a 500 calorie a day deficit. You're already jumping from no deficit to 800 calorie a day deficit. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to lose weight. You're right. going to naturally lose it, but then on top of it, you're not holding any water weight. So then what do we do? We go, carbs are bad for you. Carbs are the enemy. Carbs are Yeah, awful. carbs make you gain weight, right? <laughs> no. But think about what carbs are. Carbs are good. Carbs yeah. are carbs are delicious. Like, <laughs> like put down a big-ass bowl of rice in front of me. I love rice. Mm. I love pasta. Mm-hmm. So it's not that carbs are bad for us. It's that carbs, we have, we have a really bad relationship in general in our society with portion sizes of carbohydrates. Right. Like I remember when I started measuring, like counting macros and stuff, and I measured out. I think it was like 200 to 300 grams of, of rice the first time, and I was like, "That's it." I'm like, <laughs> "No, no, no, no." Because I spent years. Eating, I love, I love Chinese food. Yeah. So you get that, and it's like fucking 
amount, it's an entire plate of rice. Like, and that's our problem. We start, we keep conditioned to think that's what it is. So we don't eat, it's not that carbs are bad. It's like yeah. too many carbs will make you gain weight. Fats yeah. aren't bad. Too many fats will make you gain weight. Protein's mm-hmm. not bad too. Like no one thing is bad. Nothing is inherently good or bad. It's just right. what you do with it. Yeah, which leads me to something that you said to me, and you challenged my belief system about um, healthy food. Like, well, what does that mean? And uh, so can you talk about, and this, man, I was hung up on that for a while, but I love that you you asked me that, you know, what, what is healthy food? And so let's talk about the concept of like that nothing's inherently unhealthy or healthy. It's just more nutritious or less nutritious or whatever. So what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, that's really cool. I'm, I'm glad you got hung up on that for a while. Cause <laughs> I got, when I, when I, when I, when I realized that I was hung up on it, I'm like, wait, yeah. nothing's actually bad. So it's like, if we want to get in 42 grams of carbs, you can get that from, you know, like 200 grams of a sweet potato right. or you can eat a pop tart. Cool. 42 grams of carbs. Now we look at a pop tart though. We go, Oh, it's bad for you. And we look at a sweet potato. We're like, Oh, it's healthy food. No, it's not. Like, if that's what I eat and I'm hitting those requirements in general, like on on a, on the surface, like that's not going to make me gain any more weight. Um, yeah. If 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 I burn three thousand calories a day and I eat thirty five hundred calories of boiled chicken and brown rice, I'm going to gain weight. But we yeah. go, that's healthy. Why would I gain weight? I could also eat twenty five hundred calories of pizza a day. And it's not going to be a lot of pizza, but like because it's going to add up quick. But like you're going to lose weight now. Right. Yes. Over, over a course of time, you're going to end up experiencing like digestive issues and, uh, vitamin and mineral imbalances in your body. So like, mm-hmm. you, yes, whole foods are better for you in that regard. But it's like, just like we, we demonize things. We demonize burgers yeah. and fries. We demonize everything we enjoy. And as a yeah. society, we demonize anything about pleasure. Look at what we do. Sex is taboo. Eating food and enjoying food is taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, and like drinking, taboo like you must not be dedicated to anything in the fitness right. industry if you drink or you eat burgers or you do it's like dude, yeah. no, we're fucking human beings yeah like you're meant to enjoy life yeah 100 percent. i love that you said that because it's so true and just having that shift in my own thinking has you know it's almost it, it's not almost it has given me permission to like say i enjoy food and because that seemed like some, something i definitely couldn't say especially having been overweight or considered obese before in my life saying hey i enjoy food or posting like this piece of cheesecake or whatever like that i'm eating out on a date night or something um like that felt really uncomfortable in the past but that's it's liberating now because now that my mindset has shifted and it's like nothing's really good or bad food is food um and i know you've mentioned just tracking macros and stuff and how for me that's been so beneficial the last couple years like going through um just tracking and seeing, well, what actually is five ounces of chicken? What does that look like? And how much protein is in that? Stuff like that has helped me like immensely to even like go to restaurants and make better decisions that I'm like, okay, well, I know that I have about this much, you know, of protein, fat and carbs left in my plan. What can I do? What can I order here? And then make some adjustments to that kind of fit within, fall in line with that plan, right? So I'm still getting to enjoy it, and I'm still going to hit my goals because I know I, 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 first of all, I know where I'm at, which reminds me of something you said too. If you can measure it, you can manage it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. So, so much. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's because it's knowledge. Like that's just data. 
and that yeah. data is knowledge and that knowledge is power and right. like you can become so much more empowered when you have that so like what i always attribute it to is like i went through a shitty business endeavor a few years ago lost a ton of money to the extent that like i'd go to the grocery store and like to to have a credit card go through was like <laughs> one jackpot <laughs> but there was also I, I there was this one time that i hadn't gotten groceries in quite a while because i'm like fuck like because like you avoid the things that seem painful so uh, right. the things that we feel like are going to be pain points in our life like food and nutrition like so many people are like well i mean like i've worked with a ton of people who have had eating disorders throughout their past not actively but and they you know you talk about tracking food and they're like man i'm really worried to do that okay mm-hmm. well that's like me being really worried to look at my bank account when i know my finances have been really screwed up but there's this one time I hadn't gone to the bank in a long, or hadn't gone to the grocery store in a long time, so I know I needed a lot of stuff, and I was really nervous about it. Like I think that was this subconscious thought and this anxiety that was building up that I'm like, man, like I'm probably not gonna have enough money for it. So I got everything I needed, and I went to check out. Card got declined. I'm like fuck. So what do I do? I did what anybody does. I looked at it. I'm like, oh, I left my wallet in the car. I'll be right back. I got to get my other card. So I just ran out and I left. I was fucking embarrassed. It felt awful only to get home and I waited two days and I finally looked at my bank account. I was over by like 37 cents. Wow. Like that's what stopped, that's wow. what stopped me from being able to do it. So yeah. it was like $200 in groceries and I didn't end up getting it because of 37 cents. All I would have had to do is look at it, like look mm-hmm. at my bank account and I would have been like, oh, I need to put this pack of gum back and I can literally get everything I need. But I didn't yeah. do that because I didn't do that. I remember like that day was, what are the worst days? It's like the yeah. when you feel like, you lose your phone or you leave it's like party is just like fuck what am i gonna do if you feel like you're hitting rock bottom yeah and i created that simply because i wasn't willing to look at it and it's like if you can measure it you can manage it so like with food you can look at it you can measure these things and i promise you the majority of the time it's nowhere near as bad as you think it is most time people are like oh my god like i don't even want to look at it. it's probably so awful and then they look at it and they're like I'm not hardly eating anything. And it's like, well, your problem isn't that you're eating too much. It's actually that you're not eating anywhere near enough. Right. And they hear that and they're like, oh, that's so cool. That's right. amazing. But it's just it's just power. It's knowledge. And, yeah. you know, so many people look at, like, counting macros and, and measuring shit as like, oh, you're obsessed. It's like, you're not obsessed. You're literally putting, your, you're, you're putting yourself in a position where you can achieve your goals while still enjoying life. Like we yeah. have this thought as a society that we have to like cut out, like I said earlier, like we have to cut out anything we enjoy in order to yeah. achieve any kind of success in life. We have to make ourselves fucking miserable. Why? Because you're only good if you're disciplined. Right. Discipline requires you to do the things that you don't want to do. So if I'm doing things I want to do, I must not be disciplined. Yeah. So if I'm not disciplined, I'm never going to achieve what I want to achieve. That's why you have so many people in the gym that are pissed off all the time. They look angry. <laughs> They're just like, I'm not going to smile. Dude, you're in the gym. Fucking yeah. enjoy your, enjoy everything you're doing in life. Yeah. And when you do that, when you can bring that enjoyment to it because you know what's happening, you know what's going on, dude, you get so many. Again, it's that internal result or that internal process uh, creating the external result as a byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. That's so so cool. So if you can measure it, you can manage it, uh, manage it. And then um, I also heard somewhere if you can manage it, you can change it, which yes. is kind of a cool, yeah. a cool thing um, to think about too. And just like you said, um, you know, if it's, if it's, it's good, you know, then that's bad for, for us. And I remember being told by a coach, um, if it tastes good, you can't have it. 
That's the worst thing ever. It was, yeah, it, it fucking... fucked me up, right? Yeah, like, why would you say that? And then that's, like, what I went with. Like, oh, this tastes good. I must not be able to have I need to see the nutrition label right now. If this tastes good, like, I can't have it. I'll gain weight, whatever. Um, yeah, like, like, you just saying that makes me want to put on, like, a like a fucking mask and a cape and, like, go out at night and find the <laughs> douchebags that say these kind of things and just, like, beat them to death with a bag of bars. So yeah. Like, like but, shut up. Stop talking. They're out there. They are out there. And people, I mean, myself included, like, listen to that. And then it, it's it's those things that it, it sticks with you. It gets ingrained. And then it becomes this whole fucked up thing that, like, messes everything up. Why do you up. listen to it? Why do you believe that? I don't anymore. But Well, I know, but, I know, but why, why do you think you did? Because I was trying to compete, or I, w- I was competing, and she had competed in, you know, four or five shows, whatever, and she was my coach. And I'm like, well, whatever she says is the holy grail. Like, I got to follow it. Um, and I didn't I didn't really know better. Um, so, I mean, and now that I, I do. It's an extreme. It's, yeah, it's an extreme. Wanted, what you wanted was an extreme. So it only seems it seems natural that the only way to get there is, an, is extreme. another extreme. Yeah. Does it seem extreme? Well, I'm a human, so I've spent the majority of my life finding things that are comfortable or things I enjoy and, yeah. and enjoying the things that I like. So that's really extreme to put myself in a position where I'm not doing anything I like, not doing anything I enjoy. Yeah. It's probably going to give me the result I want. But all it does is it ends up making us go crazy and we'll sit there and we'll contemplate eating a donut for two weeks. Yeah. And we want it. It doesn't go away. Like you don't, that feeling really doesn't go away. Eat the fucking donut. You yeah. get back to your life. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, because rejection breeds obsession. When we reject things from ourselves, when we take them away from us, when we deny ourselves the things that we want in life. Now, yeah, there's a fine balance between eating a donut or eating something and enjoying it here and there and yeah. eating 15 donuts. And like, it's, that's just it. You can have whatever you want. You just can't have as much as you probably want. Right. But because of that, you don't have to take it out of your diet altogether. It's like, think about it like this. Like, what do people do when they get to college? They get alcohol poisoning, STDs, and drama. Why? Because they've been, don't have sex. Don't, don't drink do alcohol. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, do, don't do these things all throughout high school. Now they're in yeah. college. They can do whatever. And everyone's fucking like in a clinic. They're getting their stomachs pumped from alcohol poisoning yeah. um, and overdosing. Because yeah. it's like, dude, I want all of the things. It's like rebelling against everything you tell yourself you can have. That's why you end up with so many people. Like, you diet and diet and diet and diet and diet and diet. Yeah. And then you turn around and go, oh, my God, I gained it all back. It's like, yeah, because you ate, like, a 300-pound man for four weeks after dieting because you had deprived it of yourself so long. Mm-hmm. That literally, there's, like, a there's a human instinctual aspect just to the desire of things also because, like, so, for instance, when we starve ourselves, when we go down to, like, a 1,000-calorie-a-day diet, because we're, like, I, saw, I don't know, I saw it in People magazine, and I thought it was going to be the best thing to help you get there. Yeah. Uh, I, I got down to a 1,000 calories a day. You're so hungry. You're, your body's depleted. It doesn't know when it's going to receive enough nourishment again. So it goes, like, I'm not going to fuck it. Like, you can work out as hard as you want. It's not going to release fat from your body because it goes, yeah. Your body does not care about your next Instagram photo. It doesn't care yeah. about that selfie you want to take or that vacation you're going on. Your body's set up to protect you and keep you yeah. alive. Survival. And if you're at a point, that's all it is. That's yeah. literally all it is. So all you ever have to do is give your body what it needs, and it'll give you what you want. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I I like that you kind of touched on that because a lot of people think, you know, like, 
less, 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 less when it comes to the calories they eat. Um, but also to touch on like, you know, just eat the fucking donut and don't dwell on it for two weeks. What I've realized in my own experience is when I, I literally stress myself out over like, should I eat this? Can I have this? Is this okay? Is this not okay? That it causes so much more stress and rises the cortisol levels anyway, that I might as well just yeah. eat the fucking donut and it's going to be like yeah. less on my body than me like yeah. turning, turning it over and over and over because I mean, stress is stress, whether it's coming from, you know, a shit job or, you know, the exercise you're doing in the gym or mental, mental, emotional stress. I mean, it's all stress inside your body. And if you're overloading it, what's going to happen? You're not going to be able to lose weight. (laughs) I'm so dedicated though. It's going to naturally give me what I want because I'm depriving myself. Right. But you're, you're so right. It's all stress. Yeah. And that leads me to my next thing that I hear all the time. And I admit it was me. No days off, no rest days, more is better. (laughs) I'm not going to reach my goals if I take a day off. Let's talk about it. It's all psychological. It's a sensation of, it's, I mean, you're sorry, you start talking about like neurotransmitters. So, um, when someone gets addicted to a a, a drug, for example, you know, like, yes, there are 100% 100% scientific chemical things that happen that make addiction to drugs and, and, and substances like that uh, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if we keep it at a high level view, look at it. We have our lives, we have our pain, and we have the result that we want. In between here is the stimulus that we give ourselves that releases dopamine, whatever that looks like. Yeah. So it could be drugs, alcohol, porn, social food. media, yeah. gambling, food, mm-hmm. whatever it is, every, work. But the thing is, is like, we'll scoff somebody who's addicted to heroin, but we don't scoff anybody who's addicted to the gym. Yeah, or spends 20 hours a day at their job because they're addicted to the grind in the same way where we're addicted to the gym. You're not addicted to the gym. You're addicted to the chemical release that you experience when it feels like you're doing something because, but, but think about it. If you spend every single day with your significant other, I'm like, uh, I love mine. (laughs) <laughs> but if you spend every single day, all day, it's like, cool, you might love them, you might lo- enjoy all that time. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you have a day away from them, it's like, oh my God, you love them so much more, you appreciate them so much more. You, you, you'll you intensify the time that you are together. So mm-hmm. it's not that, like, like, and when you're not together, it's the ability to reflect. So like you're growing mm-hmm. as an individual and growing as a partner when you're not together, not when you're together, kind of like the gym. You're not yeah. growing when you're in the gym. You're growing when you're not in the gym. You're growing when you're recovering. You're growing when you're eating. And it's like so many people have it reversed. They think it's all about just, oh, I got the pump. Well, the pump, yeah. is, that doesn't equate to growth. Um, that's just blood and hydrogen ions in your body that are you know, like, that's all your, that's literally all your experience. So people will be like, oh, I got a good pump. I'm like, you just, is that all you're chasing? Like, <laughs> so it's, it's that idea that like, um, like less is more in the gym in that regard like so the majority of the time less is always going to be more because we get attached to a uh that external result again and we'll sacrifice everything within we Mm -hmm. we go all the time what happens you're you're on your phone you're kind of chilling those are the people that do the gym every day are the ones who end up being there for like two three hours because they're like i don't even know what i'm doing it's kind of mindlessly wandering but when you go four days a week guess what dude you're in there you're to the point you have a plan you know exactly what you're gonna do intentional yeah it's effective. It's efficient. Focus. Dude, I used to go to the. I used to go to the gym every single day. I used to go to the gym every day. I used to eat like two thousand calories a day. I used to sleep 
four hours a night. I used to fucking do cardio every single day. And all of a sudden, this funny thing happened when I started taking like one day off from the gym a week. Dude, I felt so much better. My body started feeling better because I was feeling better at, on the six days I was going. Those workouts were better than when I was going seven, but still, I was like, man, I was like, what if I take one more day off? I started going five days a week. It felt really strange. It felt like it felt like it went against everything in my body. But all of a sudden, my workouts were that much better again. I was recovering. And that's the thing. Yeah. We all supplement in our life, whether it's through things we're actually doing or through supplements. We supplement for fat loss. It's like, dude, when you change your perspective, you start supplementing for recovery as opposed to fat loss. The fat loss happens as a byproduct of you recovering. Mm-hmm. I... I love that. And I love that analogy you made about your significant other and you spend every day with them and you like want to spend every day with them. And when you don't spend a day with them, you appreciate your time so much more. It's so true. And I've never thought of it that way when I look at the gym and it's very true. And I know you know this, um, but I switched up my training and now I'm only training four days a week and I'm taking, I got like three rest days and sometimes I'll, you know, I'll work out extra if I feel like it, but it's made a massive difference in my workouts um, strength wise I'm actually moving forward I'm progressing um, because I'm recovering but I'm also like 1000% more focused 100 well, like, and I bet and I bet you're more excited to get there too so like, excited because like, the there's some the distance right <laughs> distance yeah, makes the heart dude. grow fonder <laughs> 100% yeah what like it's exactly what it is like yeah. on those days that you're home and it's kind of like shit like mm-hmm. today today we didn't go to the gym today and yeah, we wake up in the morning and it does, it like, it can feel like it's like, yeah. I feel like it's missing, but then it's like, well, what is that? All you have to do is look at it be like, what is missing? Well, I'm not going to the gym today. That's the only thing that's different. Okay. Yeah. So what does that give me and how can I replicate that in another way? Yeah. But let's just get some body movement in just because yeah. I'm taking a rest day doesn't mean I should just sit on the couch with my thumb on my ass and eat ice cream all day. Mm-hmm. It's like, just move, like appreciate your body or like go yeah. see the fucking world, get out of the gym and walk around your neighborhood, go yeah. hiking somewhere, like move your body and you'll get the, you'll get the same type of dopamine release. Like you're going to experience the same things. You're appreciating your body and it feels like you're progressing yeah. and that's what you're chasing. It feels like you're staying there. How you said it, it's like, it feels like that if I wouldn't go, like I'm going to lose everything I've gained. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. no, all you ever have to do is progress. It's not the destination that we're trying to get to. It's progressing towards it. Right. Which, so this, I didn't have this written down, but um, it's something that you've said before and I want to just talk about it because we're kind of on that subject. So when people, you know, lose weight, they're in the best shape of their lives, whatever, then they gain weight again. And they're like, I just want to get back to how I was. I just want, I want to get my body back. You've said some interesting um, shifts on, on thoughts on that. So I want to just have you share, you know, on that concept of, I just want to get my, my body back. So when I used to do fitness coaching, like only it was, um, I feel like, it was always a woman coming saying and it was like this 24 year old range that they're like i want to get back to the way i was when i was 24 at the end of my college years and i just i felt so good i was 130 pounds uh, they have like a very specific number yeah and they might be like 45 now i'm like cool i'm like break down what your life was like to me at that point well i was at the end of graduate i was so excited to graduate and get out in the real world uh, I just started dating my boyfriend. I was doing this, or it's a guy, guys do it too. Um, like started dating my significant other and you know, all these things. I'm so excited about life and all this stuff. And it's like, cool, describe your life to me now. I have like 
three kids now and I have this job and I do this and I'm on this board and I pretty hectic. I got to run my kids around to this practice and this practice and this play. And I, I have this meeting and then my husband or my wife does this. And it's like, cool. Two totally separate things, two totally different lifestyles. It's like, you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. It's like, dude, you are not that person. So it doesn't mean that you can't be as optimized as you possibly can be, but I'm sorry, you're, you don't have the same body that it doesn't have the exact same capabilities. That's not saying it doesn't have as many. Maybe it has more. You don't know. Yeah. But getting attached to this thing that you were back then, like, I'm sorry, but like women, like when you have kids, like, like uh, childbirth, fucking unbelievable what a woman's body can do. The fact yeah. that what a human body can do in general, but then a woman's body, I'm like, unreal. And like any yeah. guy that says shit about it, I'm like, okay, you squeeze a, a watermelon out of your pee hole and see how you <laughs> feel about it. Yeah. And it's like, tell me if that doesn't do something to your body. So, like, there's a lot of, and, and, I, and I'm saying women specifically because the hormonal changes in women are so significant. Yeah. Like, it's never, you know, I think I think women get very caught up on this this idea of, like, well, this is what I did at this point in my life, and it's not working for me now, so I must be a fuck-up. Like, I must be less than. And all mm-hmm. of us in general, we, we battle the feeling all the time that we're not good enough uh, mm-hmm. with everything in our lives. So when we're thinking about our body, we're like, man, if I could just get my body in check, none of these other things would matter. I wouldn't have to worry about them because at least the world would look at me and be like, they care about themselves. And I could at least tell the world what I feel on the inside. Yeah. But my body's not showing it on the outside. And we just keep trying to, I want to be 130 pounds. I want to be 130 pounds. Who knows? Maybe you could be 120 pounds. Maybe you're going to look fucking phenomenal at 150 pounds. Like you don't know. So when you release yourself from these, these metrics, these, these tangible metrics and this mm-hmm. idea of, I want to get back to how I look then don't ever try to get back to anything go forward into something even better. Like tell yourself, like I can create something better. I've never even seen it before. So I don't know what it looks like. So I don't actually have this vision of what I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. I just know I'm going to wake up every day. I'm going to be as good as I fucking can be every single day. Yeah. Because if you keep trying to get back to something, dude, not only that, you have so much more knowledge now than you did 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yes. You have so many more experiences. You've tried so many more things that don't work. Like I love that meme that's like, to all the influence, like fitness influencer girls in their twenties, uh, like shut up. Like, yeah, I was like, come talk to me when you're in your forties. When I was your age, I w- my diet consisted of ramen noodle. Yes, lamps. I've like, seen it from party to party yeah. and like stilettos or something. And I drank a bottle of vodka is how I hydrated. So like, mm-hmm. it's just it's, shit changes. Like your body changes, life changes. So I don't care if it's with your body, your relationship, your business, whatever aspect of your life that you're like, I'm not happy with it here, how it was now. And you find yourself saying anything like, I want to get back to how it was at X point. Dude, right. Realize whatever you did before, eventually, even if it was good at that time, it was part of leading you to where you are in this moment that you don't really like. So why right. don't you go forward into something brand new that you've never even experienced? And maybe the outcome 20 years after that is going to be way beyond where you are right now from that thing. Otherwise, you're going to keep repeating the exact same cycles. Right. I love that. And that's something that's shifted for me um, personally is I don't, after you said that, I never look back and be like, I want that body back. Like, sure, I want like some of that leanness back, but I don't want that back because I'm a completely different person now. And I wouldn't be able to do anything if it wasn't for the mental, emotional, spiritual growth that I've experienced. So if I go back, 
I'm, I would lose, you know, all that, all that, um, that growth that's internal, which is really what's going to propel and keep us going forward and being optimal and, you know, just continuing to grow. Well, and like you just said, you like, there are aspects that I like really liked about it. Right. And it's like, <clears throat> and it's the same thing that the whole idea of like, if the, if the teacher is good, the student will be better. So look at those moments in your life that you want to get back to as a teacher. And the reason the teachers go the student will be better is because you're going to pick and pull the aspects that you do like you don't need to embody your teacher you don't need to replicate your teacher you don't need to wear the same shoes your teacher wears to have that knowledge and intelligence that they do right pull the principles of what you like about them so take the principles of what you liked about a previous version of yourself like what did you do well i really actually it it wasn't about a scale it was about dedication how proud of myself i felt every day when i woke up because i knew i was doing something that i didn't really it was uncomfortable but i did it anyways yeah. i felt so good about myself cool implement that into your life now because yeah. what we'll do is we'll go, oh it's because i weighed this much or i look this way or i was dating this person or i look like this or i had this job and we'll chase that thing and then we'll achieve it and attain it we're like mm, I still feel really empty on the inside like this isn't fulfilling and it's like mm, if it's a job it's like maybe if i make more money maybe if i make two million dollars instead of a million dollars maybe if it's a I have a new relationship instead of this relationship that I thought I wanted. Maybe if, maybe I need to lose more weight. Yeah. And it's because we get so attached to that tangible metric. And it's like, dude, that's never what it is. It's a feeling that gets created from inside of you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, okay, so let's see. What else? Um, another one that I've heard. No pain, no gain. And uh, to piggyback on that, um, soreness. So I've heard people say, well, I'm not sore from my workout, so I must not have had a good workout. Or I'm so sore, I had such a great workout. Um, and something that I tell people is, in, in my mind, there's, there's two types of pain um, when it comes to you know exercise. There's pain that can hurt you and injure you um, and, and cause all types of problems. And then there's pain that actually grows you and finding like where your balance is, um, and listening to your body. I mean, I mean, that's, it's an, it's an art and it's really hard to do to listen to your body. Like it was this, I'm actually hurting myself or is this, is this muscle pain good? Um, but let's talk about that. Like how the mentality that more is, um, more pain is better. Right. And if we don't have that, those, uh, you know, sore soreness after a workout, then we didn't really work hard enough. What are your thoughts on people, that? People, people, people don't say that stuff. Like I remember when I like ten, ten, 10 years ago, or I guess it was like eight, eight years ago, when I started doing fitness coaching. Like clients would message me, and they're like, "Man, I'm so sore today. Great workout." Or they'd be like, mm, "Can we do more this time?" Like last time, I didn't feel really feel that sore afterwards. And yeah. I'm like, "What are you, what are you saying?" They're like, "I, I don't feel like I did anything." Well, there's this, uh, there's a physiological effect that happens same thing as like if you eat a burger well you might still be 2,000 calories below what you needed to eat that day but because you ate that burger you're like oh I'm such a fat ass because you have this feeling of grease around your mouth what you equate that with psychologically so you're feeling with your body and then with the equate uh, what it equates to uh, psychologically so pain is kind of the same thing it's like you might not have a very good workout dude I can go do Pilates and I'll, I won't walk right for a week. Like, I, and I'm saying that from experience. I've done it once. And I was like, man, I fucking, my body hurts so fucking bad. It's because I was using muscles I never did. Mm-hmm. So just because I was in pain does not then equate 
to any effective level of a workout uh, in terms of growth necessarily. Um, but then like with pain within a workout, yeah, you have to, if you're trying to grow muscles, um, and we're not saying for the fact of like, you need to be some giant me head, but it's like, if you're going to go to the gym and you're going to put in that time, mm-hmm. why don't you get the most out of it? Why don't you actually build the muscle? Why don't you train the actual muscle? So all you're trying to do is, is break down a muscle as much as you possibly can to challenge it enough with tension weight to the point where it's going to force adaptation. That isn't comfortable. Like that's pushing yourself literally to the point of failing. Cause if you don't take yourself, like if you go into the gym and, and you pick up the same 20 pound dumbbell every day, just do bicep curls. Like, yeah, you'll feel that pump. You're going to feel a stimulus. You're going to feel a sense of like accomplishment, like you're doing something, Yeah. but, but that muscle is never going to have any reason to grow. It's, right. it, it just isn't. There's no, there's no reason to it. Think about mm-hmm. getting thrust into a new job. Like you grow because you get put on the spot, you get thrown in the ring and you just have to figure shit out as you go along. Like you yeah. don't have an option. You have to, because of that, you become better. You become more knowledgeable. You have more information. You have more value to the world. You're stronger mentally. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing in the gym. Like you have to be willing to take yourself to this point. So uncomfortable uh, because yeah. think about it, your body and your brain, their job, they're trying to keep you comfortable 24 seven. It's outside right. of you. So there absolutely is a point of knowing, am I like just creating millions of micro tears in my chest or is my pec about to detach because I did biceps yesterday and I did uh, shoulders the day before that and I'm working yeah. way too many of the same muscle and there's compensation happening and I, this is about to pop. Yeah. So it's all, it's all it is is self-awareness. It's the awareness of what's happening within your body and understanding like, is this a tightness from a just muscle tension or is this uh, like mechanical? Is this structural? Like my knees not actually like there's pain in my knee when I squat, like significant pain in my knee mm-hmm. when I squat. That's something that says, Ooh, there's probably a tendon. There's something happening. There's tendonitis. There's something's tight somewhere that's yeah. wrapping down and compensating somewhere else. Like, cause the majority of the time, if it's not muscle tightness that you feel in sense of like, I worked a muscle really hard yesterday and like that muscle sore today because it, as it's yeah. recovering, well, if you're really sore, maybe you're not eating enough. Maybe you're mm-hmm. not recovering enough from it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, for me, I, 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 I mean, I'm coming up on 20, 22 years of lifting, like lifting weights now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't learn anything growing up. Like I didn't, like we didn't, I didn't read books. I didn't yeah. like get a certification growing up or I just, we had a very limited weight room and I just like learned stuff and I learned it by feel because we had to figure out how to make things work for us because we didn't have very much equipment. Yeah. And so through doing that, I had to feel and I was like, oh, and I didn't look at any equipment like, oh, it's only used for this. So we didn't have very much equipment. So I had to improvise. Make, <laughs> do with, yeah, I had to make do with what I had. So yeah. nothing was only what it was supposed to be used for. Like you could take a, a leg press and turn it into a, a, a rowing machine for your back. Like whatever it is, make whatever work. Um, and because of that, it's it allows you to like truly like get in touch with your body to experience like what am I trying to feel? What am I trying to create? And yeah. the thing about the gym is you literally have to like create a willingness. But it's like with the gym, personal development, business, any aspect. You have to be willing to make yourself uncomfortable, but there's a difference between discomfort and pain. Like right. I'm uncomfortable uh, doing something new in business, maybe, mm-hmm. but if it's actual pain point, like I don't align with somebody who's trying to do business with me, 
there's a difference. You have to be able to recognize that. Right. So with your body, like, am I overtraining a muscle? Like, have I, have I not given myself adequate rest and recovery? Have I not eaten enough? Am I not right. hydrated enough? Uh, am I not stretching at all? Because nobody likes to stretch. <laughs> or is this messed up? Am, am I going to actually injure myself? And and there is a very distinct difference between the two. Yeah, yeah, and that's a hard a hard difference to um, to find. I know for myself, it's very very it's a fine line. Right. I feel like it becomes a lot of trial and error. Like it, it does. A lot of, and unfortunately, if you look at the grand scheme of stuff, like I used to, like when I do my rants, I used to do about like a lot more fitness stuff a long time ago, and I would always talk about that, and I would always be like, man, if I, if nineteen year old me heard me now, I'd be like, dude, <laughs> shut up, man. Mm-hmm. Like you're such a has been. And if you look at this, this, the the landscape of like the fitness industry, for example. We look at old young people look at old people and they're like, Oh yeah, you just you can't do this shit. That's why. Like you don't wanna you think it's stupid and don't try this and don't do this. I was eighteen years old deadlifting seven hundred pounds until I would spit blood literally like if I could spit up blood in the sink, we're like, Yeah, working hard enough. <laughs> and now I'm like, what? Like what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but it's because you experience enough injuries. And you start creating like a Rolodex of what works, what doesn't work, mm-hmm. what leads to what. And then, so it's not just uh, like an imminent threat in the gym. Like you can start recognizing wear and tear. And that's right. why you get to the point where you start getting in your 30s and all of a sudden you're, it's not about loading up the bar as heavy as you can. All of a sudden it's like, how do I move? How can I do these things? How can mm-hmm. I be more effective, more efficient, everything that I do in life? And when you get to that point, then that's when it like gets fun. That's yeah. when it becomes fun because you're not hurting yourself anymore. Right. Yeah. I, I love that so much. And it's so, it's so true. Like it does become so much more fun when it, it's not about like I, the rigid the rigidity, you know, like I have to do this. It has to suck. It has to be X, Y, Z. And you just have fun with it. So yeah, I really, absolutely. really love but that. It, but it is, it's all self-awareness. It's the yeah. self-awareness of being like, I, I can push myself more. I have a higher capacity right now yeah. being like, is this my ego talking? Or is my body actually capable? Like, I have to push myself to this level of discomfort. And it is. It's a very fine line to walk. Yeah, for sure. So, um, let's see. Looking at time, we've got a little bit longer. Is there anything that you want to add to it before we start closing? And with closing, I always like to go with a question of the day that I have for you. So I dig it. I dig <laughs> it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think in general, when it comes to anything in fitness, it's like, it's not where your value is. Like, yeah. the value of your body taking care of your body and nourishing your body the right way is to be able to experience this life. Like this is, dude, this is your meat suit. This is your avatar. This is like, this is just your host. That right. you get experience. If, if, if it weren't for this physical body, how, how would I pick up this pen? How would I actually eat food? How would I enjoy life and smile and do things? Yeah. And it's like, so this is just a vessel. And it's like, as far as the gym goes, anything goes the way we look at ourselves and we're so worried about our aesthetic. It's like, dude, it's just the way you decide to decorate it. It's like, how do you want to make it look? Like, what what are you trying to tell the world with it? Yeah. And what I always find so, so sad with, and I don't mean in the sense of like, I'm judging anybody who's overweight. I'm talking like people that are morbidly, morbidly obese, like extremely over, like, like five, 600 pounds. Like nobody wanted to be that way. And that's mm-hmm. not a thing about like, oh, just let people, everybody doesn't need to be a, a gym rat. It's not about that. It's because you then become trapped in a body and you don't get to experience this world. So, but, but the things that allow you to experience are the things that lead you to that point have nothing to do with food, have nothing to do with the gym. 
the majority of society, we look at those people and we go like, oh, you're just lazy. Like, you don't give a shit about yourself. And it's like, no, there's like some deep-rooted shit in them, the same mm-hmm. way there is in you. You just chose to go a different way about handling it. Yeah. And you saying that, well, look at me, why don't they make better choices? You didn't fucking consciously make that choice. You made that choice when you were super young. You didn't even know the choice you were making. You It was all the influences around you that led to that. So to me, it's not about that, like, anyone has to be a certain weight or a certain size or a certain aesthetic or a certain strength to have power in this world. Like, you just don't. And, like, the, the example I always use of that is, like, I used to think that was everything I needed because I knew I was coming from a very small high school. We weren't very good at football. And my goal in high school was to go play football at the Ohio State University. And I, so to me, I had to look the part, be the part. I had to be fast. I had to be yeah. strong. I had to be lean. I had to be athletic. All, all the different stimulus as you train. And it's like, so I did. And I got there and I was. At 19 years old, I was a fucking freak. I was 250 pounds. I was stronger. I was, I, dude, I was blowing numbers out of the water that were for NFL combine stuff. And they, like, I woke up one day and I went to practice. I had this fucking defensive back who was 170 pounds and 5'8, maybe, just light my ass up. Like, I mean, when I, I mean, if, it wasn't like stumbled down. It was like jazz on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air getting like launched out the door. <laughs> and like when that happened, I literally, like I'm midair and I'm just like, oh, this fucking hurts. And I'm like, I don't need to be big. Like it has, in that moment, it hit me. I'm like, it has nothing to do with the size or the strength that you have. It's how you know your body, how you yeah. utilize your body. And like in that example, he just happened to know how to use his body to achieve the result he wanted. Like my goal in life is to experience this life. It's, I want to travel, I want to see the world, I want to meet people. And yeah. if I'm stuck and I'm confined because of that, like, I can't do those things. So that's what I want. Like, but that's compelling. Like, saying, I want to have eight abs on my stomach every time I look down and I want to go on this vacation. I want to fit in a size four or this or a size this or whatever is like, yeah. that's not compelling. Like, you're going to fall back on every time. So if anyone's listening to this and they want to, like, achieve some of the body, like, make it compelling. Think about what you actually want to achieve, bigger scale. Yeah. I don't go into the gym ever anymore and I'm like, oh. I'm going to train until I'm absolutely miserable so I can look this way, so I can be loved in this life. I go, and I'm like, man, I'm going to do whatever I can to move my body in whatever way is going to let me get more efficient at moving my body so I can, like, go skydiving, so I can go rock climbing, so I can go hiking, so I can go swimming, so I can do all these things, so I can move around, so I can be healthy, so I can go speak on stage for three hours and not get winded, so yeah. I feel good about stuff that I'm doing. And then on top of all of it, it's like each of us has a fucking gift within us, and it's like regardless of anything we can all talk about like the real strengths with inside of us and we can say all that stuff and that's very true mm-hmm. but like your body acts as the the key to the door to let you get to that because it, it holds so much potency to your confidence and when you're confident with how you appear you actually will show up more as yourself you'll put, be willing to put yourself out there so mm-hmm. much more and that gift to the world is like something that is needed so it's like my I guess if I were to say one thing, it's like, dude, set your life up in a way that you can take care of your body to the extent that it provides you the ability to share your gift with the world, whatever that looks like. And it's going to be different for every single person, but like only you know that. Yeah. That's so, everything you said, so profound. I I just hope that people listening, they really, I don't know, get some notes out and rewatch it. <laughs> um, but okay, so let's finish up with a question of the day. Cool. And if you could pick only one 
exercise that you can do for the rest of your life. There's only one. And you could use okay. e use equipment or just be body weight. What would it be? And you, you can say, don't say walking because that's included. So walking and running, that's included. But so like an exercise, only one, what would you pick? It's like rock climbing or mountain climbing a thing or hiking. <laughs> I, I guess you could you could you could pick that, but if it was a more traditional exercise like a squat or a pull up or a, okay. a push up, like one specific exercise that you could use for the rest of your life to help you stay strong outside of walking or running, what would it be? I would say, honestly, and I don't even do them, but like a, a power snatch. Okay. Like. And for the simple fact that it literally takes everything in your body. It's a big moving. full body movement for sure. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you're literally taking the weight from the floor, like from below you to above you. And it's going to require absolutely everything within you. That way you hit a little bit of everything. Yeah. Because like when you first said, I'm like, oh, squats. I'm <laughs> like, well, all I'll do then is that means I'm going to hold my upper body here. And it's like, what happens to my upper body my, the rest of my life? Yeah. I look, I, I would I would look like a toothpick on top of like two giant marshmallows. Like it'd be it'd be, just be strange. So, uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say a, a power snatch. Yeah, like something that just fucking requires your entire body. Yeah, and that's a very explosive movement too. So I mean, it's just a lot of power there. I literally yeah. say that, and as I say that, I'm like, man, I feel like I can feel my shoulders tearing out of socket right now, just trying to do it. But <laughs> I figure it out. Eventually. Yeah, you figure it out. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Well. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. I feel like there's so much insight and I did see in some of the comments that it was really helpful for some people um, just to hear what you had to uh, say. So that's that was my intention with this to just kind of shed some light and get a, a different perspective from you. And like I said in the beginning, I am so grateful and honored that you came on here. I'm honored to know you. Um, so yeah, if there's anything else you want to say. <laughs> You're so you're you're so fucking awesome. Like and I and I love like how you you've transitioned your message really big within fitness, yeah. and and it's become so much like dude, for us it's been so beautiful to see and, and witness because it's encompassing all of you now. Which I think everything, whether it's fitness or any aspect of your life, like when you can involve the entirety of yourself, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I love that, and I you know thanks to you, you guys are fucking amazing at what you do, you and Celeste. So. <laughs> Um, well, thank you. We just facilitate. You're the you're the fucking magic. Here. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> you're but like, you're like you're like I'm gonna awkwardly try to accept that compliment, but it's really hard for me too. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. good though. So yeah. Dude, awesome, dude. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, if anyone wants to follow you guys, um, Celeste and Grant, you run an awesome thing, Project This Is Me, so you guys can check it out. Um, and yeah, dude. We'll do it again sometime and Merry oh, Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I hope you get on my level with decorating. <laughs> uh, every, every time we talk about decorating something, we're like, would Alina approve of this? <laughs> like we need to have her come out and like give us a rundown of all of it. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Right. Anytime you want to do these, I'm all for it. And uh, I can see you out in Texas again. All right, cool. Thank you so much, dude. Have a great rest you of your day. It. You too, buddy. See all right. Ya. See ya.